It's September 7th, 2022. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we have Naomi Yoshida from Purple Maya and uh, she's here to share some important information and announcement from a project that they've been uh, nurturing called Found Her. And of course, then we'll be joined by Cindy Matsuki from the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation, along with Bernice Kissinger from Pacific Impact Zone. And they're here to tell us about uh, the SBIR, Small Business Innovation Research, and something that's coming up called the Pacific Tech 2022 Conference. But first off, I want to welcome Naomi Yoshida from uh, Purple Maya. And uh, they got uh, some pretty high recognition, and and, uh, I want her to tell us about uh, what uh, they were able to accomplish with, uh, I guess, an organization called Gold Futures Challenge. And welcome to the show, Naomi. Hey, mahalo, Bert. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I think we've talked about Founder before, and I got yeah. the press announcement about the uh, <laughs> recent uh, award that you folks received, and and this is in recognition for a competition, right? And and you guys are part of like a. Uh, 10, 10 uh, finalists, but tell us a about about this uh, competition and, and how did you guys uh, achieve this goal of being one of the 10 finalists? Yeah, it's a U.S. nationwide competition held by Gold Futures. They're a um, grantor who supports nonprofits serving the AAPI community. Um, so we made top 10 finalists. Um, there is another Hawaii group as well called Rise, so that's we're in good company, but oh, good. we have a chance to reach up to 100000 in funding, um, and that's all dependent on the votes that we receive. So, yeah, we'd love if folks can come out and take two minutes to vote for us online. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll definitely drum up the uh, the voting. So tell us a little bit. Well, AAPI, that's Asian Pacific, uh, I mean, uh, Asian American Pacific Islander, right? Yeah, correct. And then our distinction, right, because we're in Hawaii and on behalf of Purple, my, uh, we do serve Native Hawaiian mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. women entrepreneurs, and that is the mission of Found Her program now in our second year. Um, we just announced our second cohort ever, so and that's also exciting news and exciting time for yeah, us. Yeah, so like the, uh, um, typically how many, how many entrepreneurs or companies are part of the cohort? We select five. Um, this year, two are from Molokai, one from Kauai, and two from Big Island. So truly like a Pai Aina effort mm-hmm. um, that we're really proud of. Yeah. And, and uh, what are, what are um, give, me, give me some examples of what, uh, are they companies or are they entrepreneurs? What do they aspire to do? Yeah, they're Wahine entrepreneurs uh, with small business companies. In kind of our five main industries, from fashion to health and wellness, Kiki education, so it's a good spread. Um, yeah, yeah, all female founders. Oh, great, great! And and uh, when does this cohort uh, go till? I mean, it's like how many? It's like a six week or eight week uh, program. It's actually, six months. Oh, so yeah, okay. In October, yeah, and then. It's um, boots on the ground for the six months after that. But, you know, even preseason to that is this Gold Futures opportunity. So 
um, yeah, it, it starts now. <laughs> so when you know during the competition for the the gold stand gold uh, futures, did you folks have to pitch? I mean, how did you gain their you know yeah. attention? Yeah, we did pitch. Um, you know our mission and what we do, and it's just uh, sharing the nonprofit mission of Founder and you know if that aligns with gold futures and uh asian american futures too is also one of the sponsoring grantors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um all nonprofits, yeah doing really great work so it's... when you vote uh really you're choosing the top three as well so you have three ballots one ballot three votes okay okay and then <clears throat> so how does this work so you've already gotten 25k and mm-hmm. this voting kind of determines whether you get uh, yeah. uh, the hundred k, right? But they still have to select who the final winner is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of the top ten, um, a few, I believe, at like first three will get hundred k, um, and then the amounts kind of wean off after that. So we did receive twenty five k to start with, but hey, we love more um, support our women entrepreneurs. You know, a portion of that goes to funding um, each individual company. Um, portion of that goes to fund daycare and kupuna care to support these mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So, yeah, you know, going towards a good cause. Well, I think it's important for you to say, you know, what the money is going toward, and, and mm-hmm. not only for our our listeners, but uh, I'm sure if you can get that across to the, the Gold Futures folks, I mean, you know, the yeah. the quality of use of money would probably influence how they might give, so. <laughs> you know, give which company or which organization more, more yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so you can vote for us at goldfutureschallenge.org slash vote. Okay, and, and you're looking for as many votes for Found Her as, as we can muster. Found Her program by the Purple Might of Foundation, yes. Okay, well, we'll put that up on our show notes and, of course, wish you folks all the best of luck. Mahalo, Naomi, for joining us. Mahalo, Nui. Yes, and everyone, thank you for voting. We appreciate it, truly. Thank you. And, of course, uh, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Cindy Matsuki from HTDC, Bernice Kissinger from Pacific Impact Zone, and they're here to talk about SBIR and the Pacific Tech 2022 Conference. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm happy to welcome Cindy Matsuki, the uh, SBIR project or program manager from, uh, of course, HTDC, and she's got the uh, Bernice Kissinger, Executive Vice President from Pacific Impact Zone, and they're here to talk about the SBIR and Pacific Tech 2022 conference, and I want to welcome them both to Bite Marks Cafe. But before I say anything or have them say anything, I want to, you know, uh, thank Bernice from calling in from some far-fetched place on the other side of the globe in Europe. Bernice, where are you calling in from? Uh, calling in from Switzerland. So. Oh, gee. Uh, 12 hours difference, wow. but my pleasure, and spend most of my time in Hawaii, so this is a special trip. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I just cannot keep up with you jet-setter type of people, you know. <laughs> my, my, my travel extends from, you know, downtown Honolulu to Pro City. 
So I, I do want to thank you both for joining us. And, and again, thank you, uh, Bernice, for you know waking up so early in the morning to, to jump on and bite Mark's Cafe. But I wanted to start with um, Cindy to kind of explain a little bit before we get into the whole Pacific Tech thing because I think it really is, is really framed around uh, something that's been going on for a while called the uh, Small Business Innovation Research uh, that's correct, right? SBRR, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and yes. and it's been around for a while. And and Cindy, this is actually kind of a relatively new role for you. I mean, I know you've been in, you've been at HTDC for a while, but then you mm-hmm. you you ran away for a little bit, and then you came mm-hmm. back and and uh, let people know what you're doing and what is this uh, SBR program that you're now managing. So yeah, I started back at HTDC in October as the program manager, and the SBIR program is a federal research grant program that a lot of the federal agencies, they fund small businesses to do research um, to help solve their problems. Mm -hmm. And then what the state does is they provide matching funds to help them get their technology further developed. And And so that's the program that we administrate. And, you know, in terms of the kinds of of, uh, uh, projects that the federal government is looking to have companies, you know, work on what? What is the range of the different projects that could be uh, recommended by by you know the federal agencies? Oh, it's the whole range. So there's at least eleven or twelve of the federal agencies that have this SBR program, mm-hmm, and it ranges mm-hmm. from healthcare to lots of defense projects to ag to. All kinds. And then NSF, you can also propose if you have an idea that's not necessarily something that they're asking for, but something that you think is a cool idea, you can pitch your idea to them and they could fund it. Ah, interesting. It's very broad. Yeah, you know, I I had one of your uh, poster companies on the show last week, Uh, one that I I recall having... uh, Spelled their name, you know, R E V C O M M or R E V A C O M M, and now they're rebranding themselves as R V C M. And of course, they say they they pronounce it the same way as Revacom. Uh-huh. And and they were kind of telling me their uh, life story, you know, how it started in one sort of segment of the market, kind of looking at at web design and web development, and then now it's like totally pivoted into a, I think a, a federal space, but it's largely mm-hmm. due to the the SBR right SBIR, mm-hmm. yeah they have such an amazing story. <laughs> they went from a phase one. Mm-hmm. It's a three phase program, and the phase one is like proof of concept, where it's a little bit of money, but their client liked their prod- products mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. that they just pushed them from phase two, and phase three is like a contract award. So that's when you're delivering directly to a customer. And they've they, already they went from phase one to three in like two years. And they've so they've surpassed phase three, right? Because they're into the they're now into like the the, the regular business uh, well, yeah. interaction. So they call the phase three commercialization. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not actually part of the program, but because they went through the phase one and phase two, what's great about the SBR program is they don't have to. Um, the federal agencies don't have to compete out. They don't have to bid for their projects. Mm-hmm. They can just sole source directly from them because they've been part of phase one and phase two. Yes. Oh. And so even though it's a direct contract and it's actually a commercialization, they call it a phase three. Is is uh, Revacom kind of a, a unique example of a company that has succeeded through the phase one, two, and three? Or is this something that other companies in Hawaii have 
uh, are able to kind of claim that fame? Yeah, there are several companies in Hawaii that have gone through phase three, but I believe they're one of the fastest. And what's interesting about them is they're they're relatively new to SBIR. Like they've been an established company for a while, and so you know they they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when they decided to get into SBIR, they're 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 not a startup. They're not even close to a startup. Mm-hmm. But because they have all this experience, I think that made a huge difference when they were able to get into federal funding. Wow. You know they were able to move much more quickly. So I think that had a had a lot to do with it. Oh, that's great. That's great. And and uh, Bernice, what what kind of a uh, role uh, do you play? Does is uh, Pacific Impact Zone? Uh, but tell us about Pacific Impact Zone. I mean, is that the sure. kind of the focus of of your sort of intersection with SBIR and Pacific Tech Twenty Twenty Two? Yeah, sure. So Pacific Impact Zone is a five hundred one c three, a nonprofit, Hawaii nonprofit, and our role is really to support state agencies um, like HTDC with their outreach. They are the anchors for technology in Hawaii. The University of Hawaii is another one, Chamber of Commerce. Um, What we do is we provide a very specific niche of um, identifying different ways, different contracts, different opportunities, different ways that uh, small business, Hawaii businesses can sell to government. And what we try to do is really enhance um, everything from the hand-holding, we call it being a Sherpa, Mm-hmm, um, guiding mm-hmm. people right through the maze of federal innovation uh, funding, as well as um, workforce development. So we're uh, we help behind the scenes kind of implement and support those agencies again, like HTBC, Chamber of Commerce's Hawaii Defense Alliance, DBED, uh, University of Hawaii. We support them um, whether they're small businesses or researchers with innovation coming out of the universities, for example. Um, so uh, help guide them through the maze of SBIR, STTR, and a lot of other ways that they can penetrate that defense market. Oh, interesting. Now, you know, uh, having done the show for as long as I've done the show, you know, this is a relatively small community. And when you say Sherpa, I, I immediately think of uh, people like uh, Ian Kitajima. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Ian is definitely, you know, a part of this ecosystem. Um, we rely on him, and we, um, uh, he and and uh, Kevin Miyashiro is the lead for the Pacific Impact Zone, but folks like Steve Brennan, um, you know, all of these folks give back to mm-hmm. other companies uh, from the lessons they've learned. And one of the big things, I think, is all of them as entrepreneurs, especially Kevin, you know, he grew up through the accelerator um, that HTDV that uh, mm-hmm. used to be run by Picture. Um, and one thing that he always used to talk about is when he would jump on a plane and go to a conference seeking opportunities for contracting, what used to really be defeating would be all of those conferences where you hear talking heads, people talking about general trends, and then you would meet government officials, but they really didn't have live contracts that they were searching, uh, that they were scouting technology mm-hmm. for. They just would in sort of generalities. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so what we really thought um, our role could be in support of HTEC, since they are really the leads in this, is just to help them add a few other elements to this conference where um, 
uh, where companies coming to the conference will be speaking literally only with people who have live contracts and coming soon contracts. Oh, you know, Bernice, that's a that's a great benefit, uh, and I think we, I, I'd like to talk a little bit more about some of those specifics. But you know, getting back to what what you uh, have have shared with us in terms of what Pacific Impact Zone is a five hundred one c three does, I mean, that's a very needed service because you know, for any of these companies that have uh, gone through the SBIR, I mean, without some support, some technical assistance from an organization like yours. I mean, everybody's got to do it on their own. I mean, I, I know Cindy's going to help them out as much as, as she can, but, you know, they're pretty much on their own to deal with building that federal um, compliance and relationship and all the things that, you know, you now need to put in place in order to uh, accept a federal, you know, a federal award. So, yeah, yeah your, your your role that you play with the Pacific Impact Zone is, like, highly Highly critical. Thank you. Yeah, we, you know, I mean, after seeing, this is after years of seeing what works for companies and what's hard for them, right? You don't want to take the lead innovator and make that person sit through government accounting classes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You want them to be innovating. So what we've all learned from um, accelerators and just overall experience is that um, we need to bring the ecosystem around them. Uh, we need to jumpstart their marketing library, for example, so that they've got a whole library of different materials that they can just pull from when there's an SBIR or there's an opportunity to team with a prime or, you know, there's a chance to make a pitch at, um, uh, at, a, at a, some sort of um, competition. So that's part of it. But the other part is really um, how to strengthen their business, mm-hmm. right, because Part of it, exactly as Cindy was saying with Revacom, it's crucial to being able to um, endure uh, a lot of the delays that are inherent in working with government. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, <clears throat> you know, uh, I do want to talk a bit about the actual conference, and, and Bernice kind of hinted at some of the things that are going to be featured there. So uh, we will hold that thought for a moment. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Cindy Matsuki from the SBIR program. She's the program manager, and uh, she's housed over there at uh, HTDC, Hawaii Technology Development Corporation. And we've got Bernice Kissinger, Executive Vice President from Pacific Impact Zone, and we're talking about dual-use opportunities with the uh, Department of Defense and this upcoming Pacific Tech Conference. Of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian motor experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Cindy Matsuki. She's the SBIR program manager, and uh, she's over there at HDDC. And Bernice Kissinger, executive vice president from Pacific Impact Zone. And right before the break, uh, Bernice was telling us a little bit about the you know the the kinds of needs that a company might might require in order to em- embark on this relationship with the uh, federal government through things like SBIR. And and Cindy, maybe you can you can share a little bit about. Uh, I know. 
during COVID, you know, there was a little bit of a slowdown on, on maybe, or maybe, a, you know, took a little bit of break on SBIR activities, but it's kind of picking up steam right now. And, and you know, with the Pacific Tech Conference coming up, I mean, what, are you the, are you the organizer, designer? I mean, who's, <laughs> who's behind this, this pretty <laughs> massive undertaking? Yeah, so it's, it is me, but I have a great team that's working with me. So Pacific Impact Zone, and we have some other people that we brought on to help us coordinate everything because it it's a three-day conference with a lot of amazing speakers and a lot of moving parts. So, yeah, wow. me busy. Cindy, you've, <laughs> <laughs> you've really elevated your role in terms of, you know, putting on a conference is not a trivial matter. No. That's what I'm realizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Cindy, tell me. I mean, what what sort of uh, speakers did you line up, and and how did you secure those those particular speakers? So, what's amazing is we brought on Bernice and Pacific Impact mm-hmm. Zone to help us, and Bernice has this huge, amazing network. And we've also been working with Jen Sabas and Kaimana Hila, mm-hmm. and she's got another amazing network. And because this conference is has a much broader focus than just SBIR. We were able to bring in a lot of different speakers, including um, Dr. George Kailivai. He's the Director of Requirements and Resources for U.S. Indo-PACOM. So basically that's this whole Indo-PACOM region. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's helped us bring in a lot of different speakers, as well as we have the um, Science and Tech Directors for the Army, the Air Force, Special Operations Command, and they're going to talk about specific needs they have for our area. And I think it's really important for companies so that they know what to focus on and what what's out there, what's upcoming shortly. Wow. So now you've really elevated Bernice's importance in this whole ecosystem. So Bernice, I mean, I know you've been involved with this space for uh, quite a while and, and uh, you know, obviously fostered and nurtured uh, some great contacts. And, and you were mentioning, Bernice, earlier that what they're also bringing not only are the contacts but the actual projects. So how did you seek out, you know, these not only contacts, but how did you know that they had projects? Or did you tell them, hey, you got to, you know, I'm going to have you come <laughs> to this conference, but you're going to have to bring some projects. I mean, I... Right. I yeah, I, I'm already, I'm already, you know, building some some fear of you. Uh, uh, Bernice. <laughs> Thanks, Bert. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, in you know, past um, positions have been involved in uh, rapid um, procurement of services by government, um, getting the right tech scouts um, aligned with the right contracting vehicles with the right sources of money. Those are the three elements tied to, you know, the end user that has, they have to be in alignment for a, a company to have a shot at um, any opportunity. And sometimes companies will interact with someone um, from the Army or, you know, one of the services or a federal agency who in passing will say, you know, that's, that's a really interesting technology and we have a program for that. You should follow up. And that's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The entrepreneur goes away thinking, the government wants to buy my product. And um, you really have to have all elements, the contracting vehicle, the source of money, the end user, all in alignment and um, able to mobilize for a specific purchase before you can even consider yourself in the running. So what, um, what this conference is really uh, designed to do is tap people that I've met along the way who are tech scouts, 
or multiple commands where they are the tip of the um, uh, effort to look at what is available commercially and what is available in small small businesses. Um, They then uh, help companies literally negotiate through with prime contractors who may already have a contract or um, pursue SBIRs or other vehicles. Um, We're also bringing in people who I've worked with who literally build contracting vehicles for companies. They'll uh, work with them to set up not only SBIRs for them, but they'll work to um, put in a broad agency announcement, different ways, different avenues of approaching the government as a customer. And they team them together quite often, um, not only with large contractors, but oftentimes with each other, small companies with medium size, small with small, etc. And so it takes a, really a network of these people who understand contracting mm-hmm. in a very finite way um, to help companies make their way through. And again, what we talk about the Revicom um, example, I mean, that's uh, literally we've got AFWorks and some of these works programs who were the ones, you know, who were their sponsors, who are aggressively seeking innovation from small businesses, and they'll have competitions as well as um, uh, other ways to bring these companies in. They're hunting. So we wanted to just really hone in on people, frankly, individuals who I've worked with as well as HTBC has interacted with over the years who really do hunt um, technologies and put them together. Um, Ian Virginia, for example, has introduced us to folks from other departments like Department, uh, the Defense Logistics Agency or um, uh, Department of Health and Human Services, people who are, are really tech individuals who go beyond uh, what they normally do to make sure that there's a match. Well, you know, Bernice, uh, it, it's obvious that you have a great uh, Rolodex of contacts and, and the opportunity that they could bring to Hawaii to fulfill some of the the actual uh, projects that they're looking to. Do you have any worry that there's not enough entrepreneurs or companies in Hawaii that could fulfill some of those uh, those roles, those those uh, projects that could perhaps go through, you know, an SBIR. I mean, are there are there enough of them in Hawaii to to take on that challenge? Yeah, a really good question um, because we do have a finite population, and it's not just small businesses, but you know, of course, we really rely on the universities of Hawaii and other research institutes um, for their um, for their scientists and innovators, um, but that's where the teaming oftentimes comes in, where teaming with large companies out of the mainland or medium-sized companies out of the mainland um, makes sense for some Hawaii companies. Um, so, yes, there is a finite uh, population, but we're really concerned about with this massive wave of especially defense funding, but federal funding coming through Hawaii we want to make sure that Hawaii companies have a really, really good shot at um, at being part of it. Maybe not receiving all of it, but definitely um, uh, being able to compete for it, and it, more importantly, to be guided through the, the very complex systems um, and um, ways of presenting their information that we'll be coaching them through. So yeah, that that's. 
That's great, Bernice. And, and Cindy, in the last few seconds we have, where can people go to find out more about the Pacific Tech 2022 conference and actually sign up and attend it? So the site is at htdc.org slash Pacific Tech. Very and good. Everything is there. Oh, one last thing. Oh. I know you told me not to do this, but early bird registration ends this Friday. Okay, so, I'll put that up on our show notes. Mahalo, Cindy. This, uh, and Cindy is the SBIR project program manager over at HTTZ. Bernice Kissinger, calling all the way from Switzerland, is the executive vice president of Pacific Impact Zone. And, of course, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk to Elemental Accelerator about the Inflation Reduction Act. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Stay tuned. Reveal is next.